When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, thank you, Alliance. Uh, I'm getting all these emails from guys who are just like us, Brett, with the jerseys. Yeah. Man, I I fell for it. I've done that. As a Mets fan, I thought Jacob DeGrom would be there for years. Bought the DeGrom jersey. Now I'm the guy at the stadium that wears the DeGrom jersey. And it's true. I retire my jerseys until they retire. Right. So, like, if they go somewhere else, it's like, all right, well... That Mark Burley jersey is going to sit there in the cabinet until he, until he retires. And then we break oh, it out because yep. he got you a championship. Yep. That's kind of my thing with uh, Rizzo. Frank Thomas, same way. Yeah, same with you. Yeah. I have that Rizzo uh, thing in our office of his autographed Cubs jersey. I want to tear it down. I have a picture of Rizzo with Megan autographed that we did as a joke together, uh, Rizzo. And I'm like, just make it like a prom photo, like you guys went to prom together and framed it. He signed it. It's a great pick. I want it down. I got a picture of a Yankee in my house for no reason. Why? But once he retires, you can put it back up. That's exactly right. I, you know, looking at it, it's not that far of a... It's very similar to college sports, too, because the good college players last about one or two years. Yeah, but they're supposed they to leave. You don't expect longevity from Now you're doing the... Well, yeah, with a portal, it'll change yeah, things. But, but for the most but part... But with Major League Baseball... You're saying there is a lot of rotation oh, going non-stop. on. It just there's only a you know like ten guys that get the long. It seems that way. They don't. They, they don't. get the long contract, and they all fail. Long contracts suck. So my Ohio State Laurinaitis jersey is a little dated, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know what? It makes sense in college that you fell in love with a young college boy for a couple of years as an adult. I could never wear a college kid's jersey because I'd feel like his girlfriend. <laughs> that would just be weird, like wearing his letter. I don't. Yeah, that I would wear one that was like. Just a fan jersey, like 12. But that's, uh, you know, Cardale Jones. That's who I associate that with. They need a fan's jersey. That's what they did down there in Texas A&M. They retired to number 12, and that's the fan jersey. And that was to get out of paying players, like Johnny Manziel was complaining. Like, you're selling number two jerseys like crazy. I'm number two. I don't see a cent of that. They're like, all right, we'll stop selling it. Like, they called his bluff, and we'll sell number 12 now. God damn, you guys are clever. Oh, he fixed that. Oh, he he, he definitely got his. <laughs> Because he was a weasel. You could see it in the He state. sold his own merchandise. Right. He ended up doing the right thing, just starting his own Actually, Johnny Manziel. His friend did. He, he did it. Yeah. No, let's not act like that. Let's no, college oh, no, is no he, longer that game. It. It's no longer that game. But yeah. So pure. And Oakland A's fans, I feel for you guys. And that's the reason why people are like, you know, would you ever get a tattoo? Uh, you, you seem to think that your team's like, the, oh, that loyalty thing gets under my skin. Your White Sox might move to Nashville. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't but either. I agree, but yeah. the chatter that's there is like, are you kidding me? Is this real? The White Sox leaving Chicago? It seems like taking the Sears Tower and renaming it. I'll be oh my switching God, they did that too. At that point. Of course. Where would you go? Cubs? No. Oh, we couldn't do that. No. Probably just Diamondbacks, right? Hey, who do you switch to if the Sox move to I don't know. I haven't thought about it. You might be out. Maybe an Indians fan. No kidding, even though they're... You know, I would go Wahoo hat and everything. 
you just become a fan of a team yeah, that you can't Indians. talk about. Anymore. I understand. Yes, not the, I, I hear not you. the Guardians. Of course. <laughs> well, I don't. Course. I don't know. Actually, I I really don't know. That would be crazy. That's a tough they, one. Yeah, because somebody said, "Get a Steelers tattoo." If you're going to get one, I'm like, "What if they move?" Look, Steelers are never moving. I'm like, "The Browns moved." Yeah. You, you never know. Like that that loyalty thing disappears. The A's are leaving Oakland. They're going to Vegas. But they the moved Raiders. before, though, too. Sure. But, yeah. I mean, that was before anybody well, cared. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the Raiders are in Las Vegas. You never know. That's it doesn't a, seem like there's a, a ton of fallout on that for some reason. Because they moved to L.A. once before. They bounced around. But I'm saying, yeah. like, a, a storied franchise with success decided to go, we're up and leaving. You never know. If they don't get their way, they leave. The loyalty doesn't work both ways. It's crazy. Also talking about women who are needing to develop personalities because their looks won't last forever. Rex says, my sister's becoming an older woman. And as she gets older, uh, my better instincts are to tell her, hey, you're not that great looking in the first place. You don't have much of a personality. You need to develop that. I'm in her family. I'm ugly. I developed a personality. And it's uh, to be funny and liked. And so far, it's worked out for me. And she's lonely. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fact. Your looks don't last forever, lady. Learn a couple stories. A couple of, you know. Just go-to stories, real easy ones, like wide receiver screens. Just get comfortable telling that story to new people all the time. Make sure it's a hit. It's like a, a comedian. They always have that go-to, you know, Burt Kreischer always, when things aren't going well, can hit that machine thing. Maybe not after the movie, but go to the machine story and crush with it. People like it. You got your go-to. Learn to tell better stories. Uh, I got that. What do you got? Like the crazy thing that's about to happen here uh, last night at midnight when the UAW went on strike. And the, uh, I'm kind of, I'm not much of a strike guy. I don't get it. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I have that kind of energy to go stand outside a place I'm mad at. Like the, when the writer's strike happened in Hollywood, I'm like, half these people are waiters. None of them are actual real writers. These United Auto Workers are real workers. Like, they show up every day at the factory. They're not. There's no such thing in the United Auto Workers like in the writer strike of people who want to be auto workers. So they've got their uh, union card, but they're not actually doing the job. The writer's union is a bunch of people who work at Rainforest Cafe telling people they're writers, but they've never done anything. Like Jay Leno published something of theirs. Big deal. And what's interesting now is a couple of these shows are coming back without writers. Right. But eh, scabs, whatever. But the bottom line is the UAW are actual people with, you know, they're working that. What's system. the one on Twenty Fourth and Camelback that used to pick it a long a lot? Oh, that was always for uh, like uh, they have a What's bunch that? of political stuff, and that was a popular um, corner to just have a group of I people. I thought it was scream. some union too at one they time. Did. So for a yeah. while there, anywhere you'd pick it, Twenty Fourth was there for a long time. Twenty Fourth and Camelback was the place you'd go, yeah. and I think it's because mainly because I think Kristen Cinema's there now. But John Kyle used to be down there. McCain was down there, so it was a smart place to get attention. For your strikes, because we didn't have like the factory. They were just, and it was maids. A lot of times it was maids and then some auto thing, but it wasn't the big one. This is a big deal. Like, and you know this as a car guy, mm-hmm. this UAW thing is a big deal. And then I started to look at what they were asking for. Pretty awesome. I think I'd strike. I think I'd go outside too. They haven't gotten raises in a while. They sat through the, the collapse. Haven't really gotten any raises since that and seen like these astronomical growths in cars. Like the profits and are the weird. retirement part is a yeah, but big that's what deal. broke them. So if I'm a negotiator, I'm looking and going, well, the thing that broke us that made it so you had to sit through a recession was that we were paying all these people full wages after they retired. We can't do that again. 
Like, that's just a bad business plan. So we can help you out and get something. But that'll, be, that'll get negotiated. One thing that's crazy, though, is they want 32-hour work week and 40-hour pay. And I think they wanted a 40% increase or something yep. crazy like it's, that. It's, it's like, a wow. big ask. So we're going to be without cars for a little while. There's going to be a little bit of a... Well, there's a stockpile. Hopefully. Well, the, that's going to be... The place was saying, is, we're just, yeah. we're churning, we're still catching up to what was bought a year ago. So hopefully they'll stockpile, but parts are going to be tougher to get, and it's going, to, it's going to be, I think they'll get it done quick, but they're asking for the moon, and I started looking at that, I'm like, I, I kind of want to do that here. I think uh, the new show at KSLX and KDKB have all struck when not told us, because not all of them show up every day, and like they leave real early, and I'm oh, like, how? They got the 32-hour work week, how often <laughs> are they coming in four, week, you know, four days a week? How? It's amazing. We got hosed. I, we, I've got to start talking. I, I'm jealous every day I watch them walk out to their cars at 10 to 10. They got here after we started. Like, you know, we're starting at 545. See them pulling at five minutes before six. I'm like, that's impressive, guys. How do you feel okay about that? <laughs> oh, we work at home a lot. Yeah, oh, man, that's gold saying that. Our sales staff, I think they went on strike a while ago. None of them show up anymore. They're all working from home. They always got the <laughs> sign on their computer, uh, working right. from home, just call me. Right. Call this number. I'm like, well. Then you call them and you hear them in the bar. Yeah. You hear, yeah, just clinking glasses yeah. and somebody going. Is that a water bong? Hi, this is Jill. No. <laughs> Hi, Jill. Hi, it's Jill. Hydrotherapy. Hi, it's Jill. <laughs> You've said that three times. You're skipping. What's going on? Nothing. I'm working real hard at home. <laughs> Jill's had COVID 11 times this year. She ain't have COVID. She just doesn't want to show up. It's brilliant. Here we are every day. We took a week. We were going to take a We canceled the vacation so we could stay and do something here. Yeah. Yeah. It's unheard of. We're doing the, we're striking for more hours. Yeah, uh, Vader I, said we need to take the Beth special. Oh. Take the entire month of December off. That makes me mad every year, and we're closing in on it. Another month and a half. Beth's looking at like September. Like, <laughs> she's just wringing her hands. End together. of September. End of September. I'm I'm going to start looking forward to my two months off. She's behind that whole Christmas music from the middle of November into January. She doesn't want to work, and that would insult me if I went in and told Trip, I'm like, I don't want to be here for like a month and a half, and they were like, okay, like, oh, they don't want me. They don't like me. That would make me feel unwanted. Yeah, you can leave for a couple months. We'll we'll take care of your job. And we'll do better. KEZ does better for two months without her. Bitch, how does she do it? And she's leaning on Jesus and Santa to get it done. It's just not fair. But yeah, this UAW thing, they're standing, that's the thing I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't go inside and, like... I think I'd just sleep in during the strike. I'd be a, I'd be worse than a scab. I wouldn't show up for any of the marches. I'd just take the days off. You leave the guys that make majority of the money to negotiate. Yeah, that's what I think. It's it's above my pay grade. I'm just not going to me not showing up for work. That would be my strike. I got to go stand and march around outside. Can't we strike in this? Like, it's a good time they did it in fall. It's really nice. Can we zoom? Can, Can we, we zoom, zoom the strike? strike? That's yeah. a good idea. I like that. Yes, something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I'm not complaining. Got a nice gig here. But when I see the other guys doing the same gig, putting in three hours a day, how in the hell are they getting full wages and insurance for this? It's pretty impressive. Uh, Tyrus told us to quit your bitching. You guys only work four hours a <laughs> no, morning. No, no, Knock Tyrus, it off, Mr. Moneybags. Stop it. Tyrus, you have no idea. I could switch jobs with you. You couldn't do mine. I don't know what you're doing. I could do it. <laughs> so shut up. You couldn't do this. It's not four hours a day. It's nonstop. It's 24 hours a day. It's never-ending brain nonsense of observation and thinking and reading newspapers and reading and watching TV. And, ah, it's awful. I still enjoy it, but it's an awful lot of work. It really is. It's trying to pay attention and come up with stuff constantly. It's crazy. I don't know what you do, Tyrus, but let's switch for a week. You'll get fired. <laughs> I can hit a nail or dip fries into grease. It's easy. <laughs> I don't email you at your job uh, and bitch at you because you're probably you're not allowed to get emails at the uh, fry station. <laughs> This email, this is great. It goes from strike to this bougie crap. Hey, John, I wanted to ask you, uh, looking into getting SetJet memberships, we uh, heard you talking about it and went online, and my wife and I are all in. Really, we only go to San Diego, where we have a house. That's right, cha-ching, Chavez, and Vegas. Sometimes we go to L.A., and I looked, and it's perfect. These planes look amazing, and I'm tired of the airport. But my wife wants the kids involved. I'm not getting them memberships on private jets. Uh, but my wife said if we don't get them memberships uh, to forget it. So we've got tickets to San Diego for the October break. I think I'm going to put my heels in the dirt here and fly set jet all by myself and let them fly commercial because that's the current situation. The kids are 14 and 15. My wife and I can fly in the nice plane and they can fly alone, don't you think? Where do you stand, Richard? Whew. Your kids are 14 and 15? They can fly Southwest by themselves. You've earned it. Now, if you want to, I don't. Especially going to San Diego. They're fine. And then you take the set jet and you meet them. They can, they'll figure it out. 14 and 15 year old kids can fly. I flew alone when I was 12 once. And I was completely incapable of anything. But I flew from Chicago to uh, here. It was Phoenix. Or the alone. kids. Or the kids and mom can, you know, because dad's got things sure. to do. He's going to come over a little bit later. Right. Here's the bigger issue, I think. If you've got a 14 and 15-year-old that can't travel to San Diego by themselves, uh, you don't need to worry about uh, set jet memberships and things like that. You need to worry about that. You've raised a couple of idiots. 14, 15, there's kids traveling. They can do that. I look at child actors. Like nine, they can travel. Like your kid's capable of it. You're coddling. 14 or 15, and here's the reason I'm saying that is because I don't want to, because now I'm a member, I don't want uh, kids on the planes. And I don't know if I'm, I don't know if Tom, the CEO, is like, oh, we'll take kids. I'm going to speak for him and the entire operation over there, set jet, no, no kids. I don't even think they allow them. I think it's Tom hates kids. I think Tom, and yeah, I think Tom's whole business plan is anti-child. Not sure if that's true, but that's my business plan, and I'm going to go ahead and say that. 
oops, sorry, <laughs> most of the flights I'm going to be on, uh, the kids are discounted. There's a, if, if there's kids on the flight under the age of 18, my price for the flight cuts in half. I'll talk to them about that. Yeah, but don't, don't sign your kids up for that. I get mad because my uh, friend, his kid's birthdays come up. And, you know, we used to have pizza parties for my birthday when I was like 12, 13, 14. Uh, my friend just took his kid to uh, Nobu because that was what they wanted. Right. <laughs> That's two grand for a family of five. Uh, you spent that on your kid's birthday? Well, that's what she wanted for dinner. You got to be kidding me. That's exactly what my dad would have said. You're not getting Nobu. If you even had the balls to ask for Nobu, you didn't have a birthday. I want to go to Nobu. No, all right. That's what this the 12-year-old wants, Nobu. And every year for their birthday, like at Ocean 44, I'm like, stop it. You know how, and what you're really doing is making it impossible for that girl to leave. She will never find a date that's going to treat her like that. She's not getting a boyfriend that's taking her to Stake 44. you got to lower them down to the low-end stuff. They're poor. Your kids are poor. You're not. Your kids are. The more you show them high-end, the less likely they are to leave your house. I know Brady wants Kirby to stay forever, and that's a beautiful thing. So Brady's going to take her and show her the town because that's becoming. She's, uh, she's okay on her birthday. You, know, you want to go to dinner for birthday? She you likes Red Robin. Red Robin sports trivia. Gold. Once a year, I can handle it. <laughs> you, you downgrade what you like so the kid doesn't have a high bar in life. Maybe twice a year. Yeah. You high bar your kids with set jet memberships and Nobu and all that. And then now imagine that poor 16, 17-year-old boy that's going to be like, I'd like to take you out to, for dinner sometime. Okay, but I've got like real high. You've made a bitch. You've created a little bitch. Well, he took me to some place. I don't know. It wasn't Nobu or steak, huh? Putting all his money together for Fud Ruckers. Right, and he's stuff trying and... to take you out on a meal, like a nice night out. No, you don't want to date the Fud Ruckers, kid. <laughs> the fud. Somewhere in between Nobu and Fud Ruckers, take an Elper yeah. and a. I mean, you know. That is not bad, though, if you get that cheesy, <laughs> that cheese station. Oh, oh man, forget it. See? <laughs> you don't have to pay extra for that. The kids make It's a dream. Put dinner in a movie. You know, he used to go out and have some fun. <laughs> She's been going to Nobu since they opened. Like 12, 13-year-old kid. That's bananas to me. So what chance does she stand to have some guy woo her when uh, the fam's been taking her to these high-end places the whole time? You've created a bitch. And more importantly, you're making it so the guy she likes is going to be intolerable. He's gonna, his name's going to be Chip or something like that. His collar will be pop. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Holmberg. We're going to go out to check your portfolio this morning. Oh, no. I hate Chip. He's a trust fund baby. That's fine. They're going to his house in the Hamptons he's, with his family. He's, that's where you get it. You're going to glom on. Then you got to hang out with the family. I don't do well with them. The chips and the miffies and things like that. The ones from Animal House that everybody hated. Because it was easy to hate them. Ugh. Stop taking your kids on. Stop putting your kids on stuff it took me years to earn. <laughs> that's, why, that's where I'm really pissed off and bitter about it. When I get on a first class and I look over and I see a child. You know how many f- years it took me to get here? <laughs> it took me years. I climbed Everest. You're eight and you're in f- First class, are you kidding me? Get in the coach like the rest of the idiots. You're broke. Show me your bank account, kid. You got nothing. 
Mama got it for me because she doesn't want me sitting with the others. I understand the others are bad, but you got to mingle with them. And that drives you to not be one of them. What are you, you creating a kid that doesn't know what it's like to be in coach and has no idea how to get out of there? All you're setting them up to do is fall back. Some set jet ride for a kid? They go to coach, it's backwards. Start them in coach. Make them sit alone in coach. Take them to no dude. Crazy. Couldn't do it. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, you fly to San Diego with your wife and let a 14- and 50-year-old kid take Southwest over there, or even Spirit, or, you know, show them the bottom and say, you work work your way up from here. You don't just get it for nothing. I'm trying to think who it was. They had, you know, it wasn't a set jet situation years ago, but he would fly first class. Yeah. And the rest of the family would sit back in the right. coach, including his wife. She probably With threw a fit about We can't leave our kids. I can. We're on the same plane. He, we don't sleep in the same room. I know where they are. That's fine. If the tube goes down, we all die. So I'll sit up in the good seats because I've earned that. And if you want to sit back there with the dregs because you're afraid to leave kids 25 feet behind you and a curtain between us, that's on you. But I'm sitting in the big chair. I've earned it. I had it one time with uh, Ronnie and Kirby. Absolutely. But I already had my seat, and they decided they wanted to come out. Um, let's do it. So Golden. there wasn't first class available. Just one. Yeah. But I already had it. Well, you don't have to You don't have to explain it to me. I took them shakes. We're on your side. He's back there. <laughs> And I hate that you did that. They get none of the benefits of first class back there. The only thing you can do in first class is walk back to talk to your family. I'm going to go back to my That's seat. Now, you never, ever, ever bring them stuff. How's it going, gang? Yeah. Here's some cookies. I got to get out of the way. I see your soda carts going by. Going to go get another glass of champagne up front. Bye now. Yeah, you don't give your kids that high bar. You're creating little bitches. Especially if your kid's not that good looking. You got to have a beautiful girl to get like, and then she can, you know. But if you've got an ugly kid and its bar is no boo, no chance. She's going to be living with you forever because she can't find that anywhere else. Expectations, man. You know, those kids going off tonight, you can give them a nice thing now and again, but I'm not flying you around in a private jet, you little prick. You know, kindergarten graduation, something like that. They deserve a nice so trip to Europe. That. That's like kindergarten graduation. <laughs> You got through kindergarten. Kids with helmets get through kindergarten. That's nothing. Stop celebrating the mundane. But yeah, that's uh yeah, no. I'm gonna go ahead and say, Rich, your email rings true with me. You, my friend, cannot and will not get your children on a private jet. Taking business away from uh, my friend at said chat, but I don't care because he's gonna get more. If it gets well known that you're not going to drag kids onto that thing. God, it's the last thing people want to see. Children in a nice situation. <laughs> we really don't. I just don't want to see children in general. <laughs> That's what I mean. Because you're yeah. in a nice situation. Right. Usually if you see one, they're wrecking your nice thing. Miss something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homeburg's Morning Sickness. I would never take a kid to Nobu or something. Could you, you imagine? That's ridiculous. I'd take Dr. Lynn. But I'm not taking, yes. you know. Take the guy that clipped my balls That's right. off. Like, he's a genius. Yeah. I'd take the whole staff of Sun- Sunrise Urology. <laughs> you guys did me a favor, and I'm taking you to a place where kids don't exist. Because you made it so kids can't exist in my life. 
by burning my sack up. <sighs> he warned me like nine times. I tell you. His accent gets stronger <laughs> the more I think about him. It you, went away when I saw him this you week. You cannot reverse it. Never. I said, chop it up, Ginsu. Let's get this done. <laughs> okay. And then fire. My balls were smoking. You sure you don't want kids? I've, I'm so I'm as sure as the sky is blue that I don't want those things. Okay. No reversal. I'm like, I want it so it's impossible to reverse. If you have to take the whole sack down, do it. And I smelled that smoke and that smoke, you know, that smoke smelled like fresh cut grass. It was like a great summer memory of just kids just poof, poof, disappearing. Just every one of them that could have possibly been just poof, dying before they even started. Just bursting into the air. Daddy. I was just singing Michael McDonald's Sweet Freedom the entire <laughs> time. Just John Sweet Freedom. Yeah. Is that fire, Doc? Yeah, <laughs> your balls are on fire. You asked for this. Shine the light on me. There's all the magic to ride with Daddy. <laughs> Little ghost kids all over the room. Beautiful stuff. But spoiling those kids. Don't you ever watch Willy Wonka? What do you get when you give it up? Bread. <laughs> and put it out like a Siamese cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to blame? Bum, bum, bum. The mother Who and the father. You're raising a little dick. They sit and coach till they can pay for at least business class. And then you can help them. Or when they're adults, they graduate college, you get them something like that. And go, here's how it could be. Now earn it. I try not to take them at all. You've earned oh, that. Oh, you've earned, you've mean, earned vacations. Yeah. I got to hand it to my buddy, Mark. His, uh, his daughter did something in school, screwed up, and had to stay an extra week after the school year ended. The whole family went to San Diego without her. We had to take her to school. <laughs> you oh, drive man. her to school for a couple of days. Her flight's Friday. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because she blew it. Like, we're leaving. June 2nd, we got a place in San Diego for a month. Hey, that's it. We ain't going to go to school till the 12th. That's not our problem. Sorry. We'll be, we'll yeah. be in San Diego. And they, she was fine. You had to sit and bang on the door. Wake up! Time for school! I don't know why I'm taking you. Great. She was asleep that one day. Megan called. That kid isn't awake or she left or something. She's not in there? So we called her parents and got the code to their door. And Megan got to do that awesome thing where a stranger in the house gets to wake a sleeping kid. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's time for school. Uh, then you got these emails. Yesterday we talked about that uh, Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma. Who was here in July, by the way. Nobody got killed. But the cartel has put a, a hit, an active hit, on the Mexican artist Peso Pluma. Then my emails erupted, because I don't pay attention to this stuff, about someone named Chilino Sanchez, which Brett knew about. Mm -hmm. And this dude's been singing tunes in Mexico about the cartel and stuff, and they uh, killed him. Killed him dead. Then you said on the anniversary of his death, dug him up and started to beat his bones again, That's just what for I heard, fun. Yeah. The cartel's not messing around. So this guy emails me. And it was very dramatic. It was just, well, very well done. Nice. I don't know what they're saying, so if it's bad. Yeah, it's not our fault. There are no rules in the FCC against whatever the hell they're blabbing about. John, I was listening to yesterday's podcast. I heard you talk about Chalino Sanchez. Here's what made him a Mexican legend. This is him singing, right? Yeah. He was a singer from Sinaloa, Jalisco. 
He would sing traditional Mexican themed songs about love lost, daily struggles. But also sing about cartels and the way they operate. He was targeted by the cartels because it turns out the cartel boss raped his sister. That's why uh, this uh, Chilino Sanchez was so mad. A cartel boss raped his sister. It's a telenovela. When he found out, he shot the cartel boss at a party. After a few years of going back and forth with the U.S. and Mexico, he became a popular singer. He did a performance in Sinaloa, was given a note saying if he continued to sing, the cartel would kill him. There's a video of him getting the note on stage, reading it, and continuing to perform. After that show, he was pulled over by two cartel bot cops and executed. And that is the story of Chalino Sanchez. <laughs> That's a great movie. Oh, yeah. I want the movie of Chalino Sanchez, but I'm not stupid. So I want it to be that the cartel was right. I want it to be from the perspective of the cartel being correct. This is my idea, guys. Uh, put, the, put the ending together. However right. you want to end it, we'll do it. I don't mind any of the other stuff, but I'm not making a folk hero movie about that Chilino Sanchez guy, because then I'm a target. Great. It would be called Bueno Trabajo Cartel. Good work, cartel. Sinaloa Summer. Yeah, I don't know how you say he deserved it in Spanish, but I'm in. She was asking for it. Victim shaming in Spanish. I need to learn that because that's the name of the movie. But man, oh man, what a story and what a great movie it would be. Michael Pena's probably already... Well, I got him ready yeah, to go. He's got that astronaut movie yeah, coming out. The movie doesn't make any sense. When they promote the movie that Michael Pena's an astronaut, I, I forget what they said, but Mike, Al Michaels last night was like, the story of the very first uh, Hispanic janitor to become a NASA astronaut. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> that's not a common... Transition. Oh, Edward James almost is ready to be in the movie oh. as well. I mean, because yeah, he would be the Mexican movie. He's got to be yeah. in there somewhere. You raped my sister. <laughs> he can't be uh, Sanchez, though. He'd have to be like one well, of the Sanchez. cartel guys or something. You raped my daughter. Yeah, he could be the leader of the cartel yeah. like that. And like Danny Trejo and all these dudes oh, that are right. hunting down the singer, and he's in the back. Oh, oh Diamond Phillips. Oh, get him back to work. <laughs> loads and loads of this stuff. Bumblebee Man, all this, all the traditional ones. Phenomenal. What a story, and I didn't know that. And I love the idea of them digging him up and beating him. That would be how the movie opens. Dudes, like this music singing in the background, and there's guys with shovels. Just Danny Trejo's been in 215 movies. Make it 216. They dig up the bones, they drag it out, and just start hitting it with shovels, and then... Bueno Trabajo Cartel is the name of the movie. It just comes up on screen. A Quentin Tarantino production. <laughs> it's too good not to do a movie about. And from the cartel's perspective, I actually kind of like that one. One more margarita, please, and then let's refresh this bowl of chips. What's Herb Albert like? Yeah, very much. Oh, translating. You raped my sister. And I'm going to sing about that. And name names. The cartel was right. He was a rat. Chalino Sanchez. Hey, you can't make a movie saying he was the hero or the, the cartel will kill everybody in the production room. Make a movie that the cartel nailed it. Uh, Rene Salas says, uh, watch the Chalino story. Apparently, there, there maybe there's a YouTube video or something. I don't know how to look. Yeah, I, don't, I want a movie. 
I don't want to go digging around for my own stuff. I want the theater to produce this for me. I'll go see that Michael Pena movie. Jose Hernandez says, because he was messing with the cartel's wives. Oh, he was doing that too. Oh. Jose Hernandez said that. I, that's not so Cracker over here talking. Then, he, then the cartel was right. Well, yeah. If singing, that's, if that's the truth, yeah. Singing all the secrets and then banging their wives on top of it. Plus, he shot a cartel guy. Come on. Supposedly, there's a Netflix series on Chilino on... Uh, I don't know. I think I'm check that out. Is it subtitled? I hope not. Crawley. Crawley. It's going to be tough. This guy's pretty good. Man, I feel like I'm in Albuquerque. Anyway, it's a great story. But, uh, yeah, you got to make the movie in favor of the cartel. Just give them a big thumbs up. You guys are awesome. Yes, we were right. He banged our wife. He raped his sister, so, I mean, there was a little vengeance in there, but let's be honest. Could have been a miscommunication on your end. I'm with you. Here's a couple of consultants on The Sopranos. It got a little sketchy on some of the scenes. Sure, sure. You never know. They say it's victim shaming. I say it's uh, victim avoidance. I don't want to be a victim. You pick the right side. When the Cardinals uh, play the Chiefs, I know which side I'm going for there. not an idiot. I know who's going to lose that fight. They're financing the film. You can't go this direction. <laughs> right. Why are you making him the hero? <laughs> he's a wonderful singer. He's a Mexican folk hero. You're going to get killed. The cartel did good things here, getting rid of him. I don't know who this dude is, and I'm just finding out about it, but it is a great story. And I've never once, even the mobs never dug a dude up to beat him up again. They've moved people. I've seen that in Goodfellas yeah. and stuff, but I've never seen anybody... Get dug up just to get a few more licks in and then put him back in his hole. Hey, Henry, a wing, a leg. Henry digging that dude up. Yeah, the Italians got nothing on that move. That's some serious stuff right there. They only relocated. Yeah. And again, I'm a massive coward. I'm surrounded by cartel. I'm a member of the cartel. <laughs> what do you need me to do? Put this in my ass? You got it. Does this keep me from dying? See. Okay. I don't know how I got into this pickle in the first place, but I'm not going down this way. Shove that in me. I'm going to be walking real tight-legged through the airport with cocaine in my butt. <laughs> I'm not telling on anybody. Here's something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I, if, if I'm so bad that the cartel's got hold of me and i got to do a job for him to stay alive, that's my fault. I did something wrong. I've done a great job for 51 years dodging cartel needs. I think it can be avoided. I never come in here on Monday, like Brady, Friday, got a little mixed up with the cartel. It's never happened. I'm pretty aware of when I'm, uh, is this cartel bit? I should leave. You're a good friend, John, said no one in the cartel ever, and never will. You're good to us. Toledo like deals to. with the cartel all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's got something going on. I stay out of that. <laughs> You're good people. We have set up a makeshift girls softball league that will bring in millions of dollars. Like, huh? <laughs> it's a great league. How in the world does that work? Trust me, no one's ever asked the questions. I'm passing it on to you. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I went by a house the other day in the Biltmore that's worth about $4 million, maybe a little more. 1,900 feet? Huh? So expensive. Oh, that's what I see what you're saying, yeah. 1,900 square feet. 1,900 feet's a long house. Uh, anyway, so uh, 
Yeah, we're going there, and uh, Megan's like, I picked up my friend there from that. I'm like, why? Oh, I had a softball meeting there. Huh? The guy who runs the league has that house. What? I got to get myself into some girls' softball. <laughs> Everybody I know that runs girls' softball has uh, probably in, like, Europe right now. Just on vacation all the time. We're in a softball tournament. Like, my God, I don't know what's happening. But I'd pick the wrong line of work. It's all Tuscany? cartel. It's all cartel. It's all cartel. You got to see this dude's house. Like, wait a minute. He runs uh, girls softball? Yeah. You didn't ask any questions? Probably smart. John, you are a good friend to the cartel. What's the team's name? Chalinos? Yeah, the Chalinos. (laughs) (laughs) The Chalinos. We won again, if you know what I mean. And we are traveling to Colorado. For another girls, I mean, I have to say it with a straight face. I'm sorry, a girls' football tournament, not a drug run. <laughs> we hide all the cocaine in the girls, and we call it the chalk for the field. You know, <laughs> it's easy. No one questions teenage girls' softball travels, but I have a theory that teenage girls' softball totes cocaine all over this country, and nobody ever looks into it. And the girls don't even know they're doing it. But cocaine gets distributed through the Southwest through girls' softball. Because if you've ever met people that are in girls' softball, the money's extraordinary. Dude's got a $4 million house. It's insanity. Don't go for the obvious ones, dry cleaning and <laughs> right. other business. It's too easy. It's the Italians ruin that. <laughs> girls' teenage softball. That's where the money is. They walk right through airports. <laughs> Just giggling and laughing, all in the same uniform, cute little blonde white. I love softball. Nobody wants to pat down the, the That's my bat bag. future lesbians of America. Just let them go. It's my baseball equipment. What's the white stuff? Chalk for the lives. Oh, that makes sense. All right, off you go. They don't have to deal with that. They fly private. Yeah, yeah that's, we get on my plane to Denver, Colorado. <laughs> it's not a softball tournament. I see what's going on here. It's crazy. <laughs> it's not on TV. The advertising money is zero. Dude's in a $4.5 million house. I run teenage girls softball. Oh, that's pretty lucrative, I see. <laughs> yes. What else do you do? Nothing. That is it. It's amazing. I'm a softball coach. It's very big in uh, Colorado. And occasionally we travel to Bakersfield. <laughs> Got a tournament in Bakersfield. What's that pulling? A couple couple hundred million for you and the crew? Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, Toledo travels around with those folks. I like them. They're nice people, but I'd never get on a boat or a car with them. That thing's going to blow up one of these days. You guys want to go on a trip with us? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Nope. Because mm-hmm. I know how to avoid you. Yeah. And then... Oh, the softball tournament's canceled. <laughs> Coach Chilino. <laughs> An unfortunate wiring incident. <coughs> and they know, they're listening. They know, they're laughing because they know I'm on to them. And it's like the mob. The wives have no idea. Been running softball tournaments for a long time. Got a seven-bedroom house. <laughs> I know, isn't that great? It's girls' teenage softball paid for this. Uh-uh. You guys are toting cocaine to Bakersfield on Dunder, Colorado. <laughs> Got another tournament. It's winter in Denver. No, there's no <laughs> way they're playing softball right now. Get a three-day tournament in Denver in December. Yeah. I don't buy it. I imagine it got quote snowed out. <laughs> And sometimes that happens. Load up the girls with cocaine. And let's send them. We have a big tournament in Billings in January. <laughs> no, you don't. It's crazy talk. 
But this movie has to happen. And I will never. I make that promise to you right now. I will never, ever be on a TV show going, and then I made friends with a guy in the cartel and I started doing work for him. Never. Ever. Brady might, because he thinks people have his best interests in mind. You, I could see you falling in. He's very charming. A lot of fun. Plus, he's the best Mexican food I've ever had. I went to his house. It was beautiful. He can do what he does. <laughs> right. And Brady would just roast. have a good time. You'd Valderie Valdera along. There's something in my ass. <laughs> Brady's at the airport, locked up abroad. This is no good. But you like meeting new friends and people in the car. Well, he goes to El Centro for tacos. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, point. what do you think? You I mean, that's a delivery. This is why I think he's going to end up in so the car. So worth it. <laughs> yeah. What you have to do for me, Brady, is pull over to uh, Super Taco in El Centro, California. <laughs> you got it, Chief. I know the owner. You will get free tacos. Oh, that's worth it. Just put this in your butthole. And you okay. Move this to San Diego. <laughs> okay. Brady's the mule. You're going to San Diego. I had a supple tournament there this week, and I would like the uh, ch- line chalk to go first, if you don't mind. He's not dealing in drugs. I take some bat bags over to San <laughs> Diego. bat bags. There's softballs and chalk line in it. Hey, they got me free tacos at Super Taco in El Centro. Some of the best in El Centro. I would not drink the piss from a rat from El Centro, but I sent Brady over to eat at Super Taco. The delivery will be made. You get a decent amount in a softball. Oh, 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 have you have you cracked open a softball and then made it to the 14 ounces of a softball of cocaine? Easy peasy. The whole thing's all Sammy. These girls are playing softball with one ball. The padding and the gloves. All of it's cocained up. All of it. I don't understand it, but I know people who have... It's club league. It costs the parents like $200 to get in. I'm like, all right, even if I do the math, there's 30 teams. You're still not able to get a $4 million house in a building. Why are there 2,000 resin bags? <laughs> they have a lot of dry hand ladies. They sweat. Girls are more notorious for sweating through their palm. The rosin helps. Please deliver this in your butthole. All right. Anything for Super Taco and El Centro. Exactly. You're right, Brett. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You're doomed to get into the cartel. But me, on the other hand, no thanks. Somebody says that to me. You should stop by Super Taco and drop this off in El Centro. But like, you got your mind. I'm not eating at El Centro. I'm speeding through El Centro. The only way I stop in El Centro is if a cop stops me. And even then, I'm waiting until I get out of the city limits. It might be a little <laughs> bit of a chase. Let's go find that taco place. First off... I didn't. This guy says John's gloating about shopping for a four million dollar house. We couldn't get a goddamn golf tournament. I didn't shop for a four million dollar house. I drove by one. Megan happened to point at it and say, "I picked my friend up from that house." I'm like, "You did?" I'm not gloating about a four million dollar house. You've had yours for years already. I would never buy a house that cheap. Are you crazy? I'm like, I'm running girls softball. I got a job. This place was gorgeous. And there was a little girl in the front yard throwing a softball. Little white girl. I'm like, you have no idea, you little mule. What are you going to do? Toledo's locked into that stuff because he gets free trips mm-hmm. to where? Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> you got a little place down in Mexico they like to take us every couple weeks. All we got to do is uh, shove stuff up our ass. <laughs> Toledo's not against that. He's got that wood shop back there. Oh, yeah. Crates. Why don't you make a hollow, beautiful, hollow cutting board for me? I would like that very much, Toledo. And we will take it to Bakersfield for our next football tournament. That's ah, perfect. A hollow cheese board. Beautiful. Now shove it in your ass and follow me to Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah, Toledo's down there in Mexico with the cartel every couple, like three, four times a year. He just came back. 
Yeah. All sunburned and limping. <laughs> my ass hurts. Mexico makes my ass hurt. Never will I have a camera in front of me going, how did you meet the cartel? I left. I didn't meet anybody. I, don't, I got my friends. I don't need new friends. You're a fan of Peso Pluma? No, never. In my life will I go to a Peso Pluma show? Just in case I make friends with someone that I shouldn't? I avoid that stuff. I'm a coward. Even if you got pit tickets? <laughs> this guy says you better stop while you're ahead. You're going to reach phase two with the cartel before the Scientologist. That's probably true. Tyler's probably right. Yeah. Would you like to move forward and meet Pe- Peso Pluma? No, I don't want to meet the artist. <laughs> you don't want to meet Peso Pluma? I don't want to be anywhere near Peso Pluma. If he's on TMZ for getting shot or getting threatened to get killed, and that's the first I hear of him, he's going to get shot. Yeah, I'm not stopping anything. No. I'm going the other way. I am. I could see the guns come out and be like, I'm leaving. Peso Pluma, I saw. I met you on TMZ with your threat. I didn't know about you before. Hearing stories about bones getting dug up and beaten up, that's the wrong crew to sing about. All my Mexican songs would be like, oh, cartel, the great things you've done. Bueno, bueno, cartel, bueno, bueno. That's my album. Everything. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? Is it more? Uh, well, of course. I'd, I'd grab a shovel. <laughs> beating his bones. It's no hero to me. Right, wake up song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Of course, the weather is getting nice. It's time to get that bike up and running again, and uh, you got to get that tune-up. It's been sitting in the garage all summer. Uh, mention KUPD, get $10 off a full bike tune-up, or just go pick up a new bike. Santa Cruz and Kona bikes are all on sale. So uh, actionrideshop.com, or just go visit the boys on Gilbert Road in Southern. On the list, we've got the Ramones, BLS, Velvet Revolver, Lamb of God, Dio for some reason, Highly Suspect, Avenged Sevenfold, Corey Taylor, Crow Mags. Black Sabbath Snowblind came in for the, all the cocaine talk. <laughs> and then uh, Sepultura Border Wars came in. Yes. Uh, Lamb of God, a, Walking Me Through Hell. I haven't heard Sepultura in a while. That might be the keeper this morning. Yeah. I don't know Border Wars. Is that a good one? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. One either. Maybe that stinks. Should I pull it up? Eh, it might stink. So long as you don't play anymore, Peso Pluma. Please play Peso Pluma. Says Toledo can't buy Legos, and you think he's got drug money? No, I don't think he's got drug money, but I definitely think he's had some drugs in his ass for his friends for the free place in Mexico. Uh, here's a little border war. He's a worker. Ooh, this might be good. I like Sepultura, yeah. Let's try it. Right. What do you think? Yeah, Sepultura is solid. I like them. We could do the basics. Refuse, resist, but... It's out of control now. 98 KUPD.